Sunday Show Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Carmen. Got the co-host, Immortal Downtown Brown. Hey, hey. So, Adon, how we feeling, man, man? Feeling good, man. I think I, I mean, I had a sense of, uh, I don't know if I should start thinking about early retirement last week or, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, I mean, not obviously joking a little bit, but had some pretty nice turnouts with some of our, you know, betting advice. Yeah, I would say that, uh, I guess we'll get right into it on the, on the, uh, MMA stuff with my MMA minute, but I would say that I more than rebounded from last week. Oh yeah, man. Five, five for five. I mean, coming up with a five teamer in, in anything and in, in the same sports, a little challenging. And so, you know, I, I made a parlay last week. I took three out of your five, not thinking that you'd be five for five. So, um, I like mixing it up a little bit, but yeah, definitely kudos to you for calling out, you know, calling your shot with those guys. Um, I ended up taking, you know, three out three of the guys and, you know, you called out in UFC and then I sprinkled in a little bit of the college, college hoops talk, uh, Colgate pulled through against Wisconsin for me in a big, and I think I had a 16 parlay that hit. And then, uh, my 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 team uh, Creighton covered too, so they were part of it. So team, so everything we talked about last week, I kind of sprinkled in and made a nice sixteen parlay out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I saw that you sent me that over while you looked at what you what you bet on. I was a little, I was a little. Uh, I wish you had a little more confidence and went with all five of my picks. Ugh. I bet I bet you do too. Actually, uh, I know <laughs> a nine team parlay that would have been pretty. That would have been a ridiculous hit. But, uh, I mean, technically, I mean, depending on how you bet it, you either went five for five with my calls or you went seven out of seven uh, because I said Shaw was going to win, and he did. And then I said Patty Pimblett was going to win, but I also said he was going to finish inside the distance, if you remember, and he ended up doing that. And then uh, Meatball Molly won, which I, which I said would happen. But then I said, Paul Craig will win and he would win by submission. And that happened. Um, and then Tom Aspinall won. So it all depends on how you look at it. But, uh, if you went with just my picks, I was five for five. If you sprinkled in the outcomes of the matches, I was seven for seven. Nice. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, that's huge. If you can get even more detailed over, how they win in UFC that, you know, that turned your, your odds, even, you know, like at least, you know, five to 10 times better at, 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 with some type of picks too. So, um, you know, the more, more you're getting me back in UFC, I'm kind of getting into the feel things. I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. So keep them, keep them coming. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, I'm going to keep them coming. I am uh, this week's uh, uh, UFC fight night. It'll be on Saturday, so it's free on your uh, normal ESPN, ESPN Plus. And I'm going with a, a little mixed bag here. I'm going with some favorites and some underdogs for a five-fighter parlay. So here we go. I'm going to kick it off with Cal Orsa. I'm using the Orsa. I'm pronouncing the Brazilian uh, way to say R. Uh, she's a minus 210. She's won four straight, four straight. Um, I don't see her having many problems uh, in this fight. She's kind of been on the brink of like upper echelon chances to possibly, you know, fight for a title. So I got her, I got her minus 210 in the first leg of the parlay. Um, the next leg of the parlay is uh, Neil Magny. He's a minus 240. So this guy is kind of like the boogeyman. He's like the one guy that no one really wants to fight uh, in, in, the, in the weight class. <laughs> he's, six, he's six and two in his last eight fights. Um, everyone's saying how uh, no one wants to fight Hamzat Shemaev. Like that's the guy that everyone's afraid of. And Magny's volunteered to fight this guy twice, and, and that fight hasn't happened. So <laughs> – that just tells you all you need to know about Neil Magny. He's, he's kind of a, he's a guy who can beat you standing up. He's got good wrestling skills. He also has got a ridiculous cardio. His cardio is like off the chart. So he's never going to get tired. Um, so I got him at minus two forty, And then my third leg, I'm going to mess this name up. I'm horrible at pronouncing French names, 
So this is Manon Fiat. Uh, she's a minus 450. She's the biggest favorite on the on the card. With good reason. She's uh eight and one. And she's got seven TKOs or KOs. As a hundred and thirty pounder, <laughs> you don't see that amount of stoppages. And she's won five straight. So she's been on a tier and she's stopping everybody. So uh, usually when you see women in the lighter weights who are knocking out people or TKOing them, you know they're like the real deal. And I think she's a ranked fourth right now in her weight class. So I got her as a minus 450. And now we'll get into my underdogs. Kai Kara France. He's a plus 280. Now, this is the guy who trains out of Australia, New Zealand, Israel Adesanya, Alex Volkanovsky, Dan Hooker, all these, these just warriors, right? Um, th- there is some danger with taking him because the reality is uh, he's fighting uh, Oscar Oskarov, who's 14-0 and 0 out of Russia. <laughs> the guy hasn't lost. So... Uh, we all know how these Russian fighters are. They're beasts. But the one thing I like about Kai Car France is he packs a punch. For a lighter weight guy, he drops people. He's had two straight KOs. He's six and two in his last eight. And so I said, you know what? We're going to add him into the parlay at plus 280. I think he wins. And I think he, he might get a stoppage and give this guy his first loss. So I like him. And then the main event, well, Chris Dawkins. He's a plus 300. Now, this guy was on a tier. He had won, I want to say, five straight fights, five straight, four knockouts. He lost to Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, in his last fight. And there's no shame in that because Derek Lewis is a top four heavyweight. Now, granted, he is fighting Curtis Blades, who's like the number one wrestling heavyweight, I think in the history of the UFC, he's had, has more takedowns than anyone. I think Dawkins is good enough to, to stop the takedowns and to keep blades upright. And anyone who's watched blades losses knows he's susceptible because he telegraphs the fact that he's just going to go in for takedowns and Dawkins has got the type of power to knock you out. So I think Dawkins lands an uppercut, ends the show, and uh, knocks Blades out. So that's my five-legger, and that will be a plus 3788 if you took it right now on DraftKings. Wow. Okay, I like it. I like it. Good mix. Um, It sounds like uh, France would be your, your most, like, guy you're on the fence with out of that. Would you, yeah, would you agree? Yeah, Kai Car France is the one that I would be the the least confident in. Okay. Um, but he's got re- he's got knockout power. So he might be one that you like if you're gonna do the parlay and he's in it, it might not be a bad idea to go ahead and say, I'm gonna take Frank Kai Car France and I'm gonna take it by uh Knockout, because I think he's got that ability. I mean, he really has knockout power. So, no, I I, I wouldn't be opposed to saying that. Okay, all right. So, kind of a you know, that's definitely fun. And the the five, you know, throwing those these five guys in. Um, out of the five, um, you know, out of those, so. Which one would you say? Like, do you get you got like a special prop bet with where, like, if you were to pick one of those uh, winners, which one are you picking? Like uh, TKO, TKO would that be Dacus or France or, or who out of those five? Who would you pick to throw like a an off bet, an off prop on, like a TKO or a submission or something? All right, so I would throw it on uh, Manon Foyot, the French lady. So it's funny, I have the least amount of confidence in Kai Car France out of my picks, but I have the most amount of confidence in the in the woman from France. Okay. So I would bet her to win 
inside the distance and by stoppage. Okay. But she's like I said, she's seven KO slash TKOs in 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 nine fights. All right. Like when when you talk that much stoppages in uh 130 or 135 pounds, you are now talking like Amanda Nunes territory. Yeah, she's like got to be that, packing a punch, like you said. Yeah, that's a lot of stoppages. Like yeah, you know. So I like uh, and she I was like a that. champion in the previous two promotions she was in in her weight class. So I okay. like her stoppage in inside the diff- distance. That's good. That's a good way to kind of maybe play around with, you know, like you said, she is minus 450, like you said. So if you don't, you know, if you're like some of those, some, some of those people out there that the heavy favorites in the parlays, then, you know, maybe that's how you get a little creative with it. Yeah. I think if you, if you just don't pick her in the parlay, but you pick her to win by KO, it might, it might be like a, a minus 110 or a minus 120 versus a minus 450 if you just pick her to win. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like it. I'm gonna keep gonna keep Ryan with you, man. I feel like we got a we got a good thing going. So I mean, all, all I'm doing is listening, nodding, and 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 rolling in rolling in some 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 cash. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Well, I guess uh, without further ado, we can get right into man. I mean, Aaron, the the, the NFL stuff is just. This is why I called you early and said, this is why being a dynasty owner is just so awesome. Because like dynasty, you are like, this is your time of year. You're paying attention. It's like, I joked around last time. It's almost like the hot stove, right? In baseball for dynasty owners, dude, this is the hot stove. Oh yeah. Like this is, I mean, it's, I, I know we talk about Dynasty a lot, and, and hopefully we've talked some some of you out there to maybe consider making a league, or if you have leagues, maybe you want to join a new one or something like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you haven't experienced it before, dy- this time of year is so fun still. You know, we're you know months away after the Super Bowl, and we're still pumped about football, right? So, like, all these moves that are making – you know, all these signings and trades are heavily impacting your team, your strategy, you know, your, you know, your whole plan for the upcoming year. You know, you're getting yourself, you know, primed up um, for your team. So it's definitely so fun. I mean, we were just, it's funny. We were probably talking five to 10 minutes on the phone today, just how fun it is. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So, so you want to kick it off? We go and uh, recap on some of the quarterback news that happened. Over the past week, yeah, yeah. So we got, you know, we had some some major news. A few, uh, a few of these guys we brought up already, but we finally got some official official signings or trades with them. Um, I think the biggest one is the trade with Watson to the Browns. Um, I think last week we were saying how big it would be if you know Watson to the Falcons, but um, he had a change of heart. Um, you know, he, he's kind of in control with that trade. And uh, he wanted to go to the Browns. So what do you think about Watson to the Browns? All right, it's two-part. As a dynasty owner, um, I like Watson no matter what. Like, no matter where he goes, I think he's going to do good, right? He's a proven winner. I mean, winner when I say, like, in college, the guy played on the biggest stage and did nothing but perform, right? So, uh, he's also a proven, he's proven to be a top five quarterback in fantasy. As you can tell, I'm, I'm probably hedging toward a big butt though. Right. Right. (laughs) So the only, the only thing I don't like in this scenario is when, when Watson has been a top quarterback, um, it hasn't been on an offense that's so run heavy. Right. And I think, I think no, no matter what the Cleveland Browns are going to run the football, like that is their DNA. That's who they are. That's what they do. Right. I mean, do I think Watson falls off the map? No, I think Watson still remains a, uh, a top 
tier quarterback. However, I don't think he's in the top five anymore. I would say he's in that maybe eight to ten, which is not is not a bad spot. But if you're talking overall quarterback for fantasy, I think he's in that eight to ten range for dynasty. He might be closer to the top five given his age, if that makes sense. It does actually. Like you, you took a lot of words out of my mouth. Like what I was going to say as well, where I think last week, you know, I had a big hot take. I was like, Hey, Watson top five QB next year. I think that was my hot take. And I'm like quickly kind of reconsidering a little bit. I agree with you that I think I like him in any situation, but yeah, like the fact that he's with the Browns, I can kind of just envision a couple more red zone, you know, red zone attempts to where it's going to be easy for them to, you know, for Chubb to get that goal line carry or hunt or something like that. And they're going to maybe take away a little bit from him. Whereas before, if he was like running for his life in Atlanta and trying to make all the plays for himself, he probably scores a little bit more fantasy points. Right. So I kind of agree with you there. I think it's a, I think it's still they're going to be a dynamic offense and it's going to be fun to watch them um, with it. But yeah, I, I agree. I think the I think they run heavy offense. Will they be as run heavy? Maybe not. Maybe maybe the fact that they have Watson instead of Baker does change some things. But right now I'm intending to agree with you unless they kind of flip their playbook around a little bit um, or my biggest uh, but if you're not going to make fun of me, I always look for creative ways to get this guy in there is. Oh, well, what boy. do you think? Oh, <laughs> is if they sign my boy, Will Fuller. <laughs> and we're not, we're not on to wide out yet. And we're not on to wide out. I had to, I'm sorry. I had to, I, I had to figure out a way to kind of work that in there. I think it's, I, I, I love doing that to you. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 I kind of share the same thing. I think you got to put him in like the Joe Burrow range where like Joe Burrow, I mean, Watson's going to have more rushing yards, but he might, I don't see him rushing, you know, the rushing TDs. Do they want to risk that? You know, like, are they going to run on the goal line with Watson when they have Chubb and hunt, you know, like probably not. So maybe you put him in that like QB seven range. I think that's probably a good, good um you know good placement which said i'm I, i'm if i were to guess i would say like qb7 yeah i think like I, I think i think um watson he he was in houston and i think you kind of said this in houston he ran a fair amount of like touchdown yeah so i think you kind of alluded to it but like with watson there's going to be probably less rushing touchdowns in Cleveland, right? I mean, you've got one of the better offensive lines and you've got Chubb and Hunt. So (laughs) there may be more plays to get them down the field, right? There may be more plays to get them down the field because of Watson's ability. But I think if they get inside those red zone on some short yardage plays, I think we could see a dip in Watson, you know, rushing touchdowns. Yeah, like one of his best years when he he threw for 33 touchdowns and he had about 400. He had actually, it's funny, I wrote this down. I, I found this from last week. Is um, He ran for 444 yards. So you think, do you think he runs under 400 yards or about the same? Yeah, I would say under. I say under. I think he runs under. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I mean, it's either about the same, maybe under. But, yeah, maybe not look for, like, the Josh Allen amount of rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I think if he's rushing for more than 400 yards, you're worried. Right. Because that means, that means something else isn't working. Like, you know, he, in the running game, he's probably the fourth the fourth option. I mean, Darius yeah. Johnson filled in great, you know, even when uh, Chubb was out. So, uh, yeah. You know, I don't think uh, I don't think he's going to be doing that. But like I said, I think he's still a top eight guy. Dynasty, he might be more towards that five to seven, given his age. But that's where I am on Watson. Yep, agree with you there. All right, so uh, the next big news 
is uh, your boy, Matty Ryan. I don't know why I'm calling him your boy, but uh, <laughs> going to the Colts. Yeah. I mean, Matt, Matty Ice, man. I mean, he used to be my boy. I think a few episodes back, we were talking about like second favorite teams and back in the, you know, in the, in the year before, I guess it'd be about eight years ago. Uh, I liked Atlanta, right? They went like 14 and two, like I think two or three years in a row. Um, he used to be my boy. Um, I think he still got it. Um, you know, I think he can lead the Colts um, a little better than Wentz, right? So I think it's definitely an upgrade from Wentz. I think he only threw like uh, like 20, yeah, low 20s for touchdowns last year. Um, I think he gets over last year's touchdowns as well, uh, playing for the Colts. And I think you might be thinking my boy because in our league I got uh, Pittman. So I think Pittman is a big uh, – I think he takes a big uh, jump this year. I think having Ryan um, throwing a Pittman is a is a good good upgrade for him too. So I think it's – you know, we talked about Mike Williams a couple weeks ago and say hey, how good that is for Herbert. But in this situation, I kind of like the, uh, the boost you get with Pittman um, over this. Yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan has shown you – put it this way. Do you think if Matt Ryan was quarterback for the Colts there in the playoffs last year? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they probably would have gave some teams trouble for sure. Yep. I, I mean, if the Bengals made it the Super Bowl, you never know. Well, you know, one they thing – could have been a Super thing, Bowl team. One thing you know about Matt Ryan is that anytime he's uh, had a stout running game, he has been lethal – on play action, like lethal, right. lethal. So uh, would you say that Jonathan Taylor is probably the best running back in football? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. So would you say the Colts offensive line is in the top five in the NFL? Uh, they are. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of different metrics for sure. So would you say that Matt Ryan is one of the better decision makers under center in the NFL? Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, comparing a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. So, I yeah, agree I agree <laughs> wholeheartedly. It's an upgrade, and I think it got a little bit – remember how I said Tennessee is a landslide in the division? Right. I'm going to go ahead and say not anymore. I I'm agree. going to go on the record right now and say the Colts just got a quarterback who's not going to lose them football games. So, oh, yeah. you know, I, uh, I think it gets a little bit more interested between the Titans and the Colts down the stretch. I do too. Here's a fun one. Do you think he's a bit better upgrade than it? Let's say if Garoppolo would have went there. Hmm. Oh, yes, I think so. Because of, because of the situation, like, so Garoppolo he has the ability to run, you know, and he's, he's kind of a mobile guy where Ryan's not, but you put Ryan behind a stall offensive line. He can kill you. Yeah. So, so Garoppolo going to Indy doesn't necessarily suit um, Garoppolo's skill set, If that makes sense in the, in the, in the sense of like, if you're going to say one guy's better at just being a pocket passer and making the right reads and throwing the football, Matt Ryan's the better guy for that scenario. The Colts offensive line and running game lends to that. Whereas Garoppolo's strength is a lot of rollout, uh, you know, on the fly type of plays where the Colts don't need that. The Colts yeah. just need a guy who's not going to mess up games down the stretch and play good quarterback. And I think that that's kind of why Ryan is the right decision for the Colts. I agree. I think here's even a funnier one. And then we can move on is like comparing him to when they try to do the same thing with Phillip rivers. I mean, even they're a different type of QB, like Phillip rivers was a freaking hothead. Like that got to him in, in Indy. I thought like he's all, he was always a hothead. He actually did get his emotions get to, you know, the best of them. So Matty Ice, I mean, that's where he gets his nickname. He's cool and calm and collected. 
And um, I think he's a better, it's a better position than when they got rivers too. So I think it's a perfect fit for this time in his career and what they're, what the Colts are trying to do with the team they built. Um, So yeah, I, um, I like it overall. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good take. That's a great take actually. Like rivers, as good as he is, yeah, yeah, I agree. He gets very emotional. Matt Matt Ryan does does not get emotional, and he's he's gonna win you more games than he loses your games. And I, I'll keep saying it. He's got a elite running game and an elite offensive line. Like that's a recipe for success for Matt Ryan. He's not gonna have to move around too much. And who knows? We might see an uptick in guys like Paris Campbell, uh, you know, the tight ends over there. They all might end up uh, having bigger fantasy outputs, you know? Yeah, agree. Like Mo Ali Cox, even like now that Jack Doyle retired. Um, yeah, Mo Ali Cox, Cox could be a, he might be a sneaky, big uh, steal, a little sneaky yeah. touchdown guy. Yeah. 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 I agree. All right. So we'll get on to the next one. Everybody's darling, Jameis Winston, right? We got Jameis Winston, and you kind of frame this one up as like he had 14 touchdowns halfway through the year, right? He re-signs with the Saints. What do you think about Jameis Winston in New Orleans? I like it. I mean, I think – you know, I think what the Saints are trying to do, you know, the reason why they didn't go – well, actually, the reason they took the D coordinator and some of the moves they're making is they don't want to make a lot of changes because there wasn't really a lot broken last year for the Saints. Like, they were still almost a playoff team. They started off, like, 6-2 and two with Winston until um, he got hurt. So, like, coming – you know, being a head coach coming from the defense, he's like, hey, let's not let's not break anything that wasn't fixed, right? So – I think um, Winston, you know, I think he was doing great till he got hurt. He was he was kind of reproving himself that he he can be an elite QB without making dumb decisions. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you know that rate. You know, he had a, like fourteen through half the season, so if you kind of like, you know, take that times two. The the twenty he was on pace for twenty eight. I think he goes over that. I think he's in the thirties. Um, with that such, you know, such a good team, the Saints are on defense. Um, I think, you know, and having to try to put up points with Tampa Bay, I think, um, you know, I like it. So I think we talked about it before a few episodes ago. We liked Winston. I still like him. Um, I think it's a good re-signing. I do too. I like Winston and I like over the 28. And I think I said it in a couple episodes ago, right? Like when we get our dynasty kickoff, like, I think he's the perfect stopgap guy. I, I really do. Like for your dynasty team, like if you've got, uh, let's say you got a number uh, pick this year in your dynasty, and you're gonna go ahead and go after uh, Malik Willis, right? Um, did I pronounce his name right? I, I always wonder if I do. Yeah, do I don't. Yep. Okay. All right. So let's say you're gonna go after him. That's the guy you like coming out of college, right? Well. The chances are he's not going to be ready for your dynasty start like this year. So getting a Winston at a decent price um, is only going to help you out with, with waiting to see where that guy goes or, or you, 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 you might not like any quarterbacks this year in this year's draft as a dynasty but you like the guys coming out in 23. Well, Winston's going to give you a couple of years in New Orleans. It's like, the, it's perfect for that. Right. That's, that's kind of what I feel about Winston. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, definitely like a stopgap, like you said, I mean, he's definitely uh depending how your team's built. I think he can still be a QB that you have that can be a championship team, right? Like if he's the piece, um, you know, like, uh, like you said, a stop gap guy that, you know, was still putting up points for you. You know, if you got some like true studs and, you know, for your backs or wide receivers, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be comfortable starting Winston next year. I, I would say. Yeah, I agree. The only thing I hate is the gimmickiness they do with Taysom Hill. That's, ah, yes. 
That's, That's what drives true. me nuts. That's well, I'm hoping maybe with Sean Payton not there, maybe they get a more uh ironed out approach to offense. Yeah. You know. That's another thing though. Sean Payton's one of the better offensive minds in football. So him not being there, what do you think the Saints offense is gonna look like? Mm. That's a good point. Um the one thing they have possibly in their advantage is they probably have like the once best slant runner in the game of Michael Thomas. If he comes back, it's not too hard to say Michael Thomas slant, <laughs> you know, and they can drive the ball yeah. down the field where yeah. um, I think Peyton probably had to get a little creative with that offense with Taysom Hill not really having any true wide receivers and getting Kamara like in almost every play. I think it kind of takes a little bit out of the, you know, trying to get creative approach where, you know, if they get, you know, they, they could probably sub a lot of offensive coordinators with the, the people they got. Um, I did see they lost Armstead, one of their linemen, you know, one of their best linemen uh, just today before we started going. So that may, you know, play an effect a little bit with sacks and stuff. Maybe keep an eye on that, but um, when did he go? Do you know? I forgot actually. I read it like right before we started recording. Um, Dolphins, Dolphins, okay, Dolphins went to yeah. the Dolphins. Yep, they definitely need linemen, so I get it. But well, yeah, I know no the arms. I know the, lost. I know Cincinnati picked up an, an offensive lineman, a, a good offensive lineman. Uh, oh yeah, from the Cowboys. Yeah, uh, all. Uh, Collins. Collins. Collins, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's so like that's that that might be a fun episode to do a lineman, you know, call <laughs> a lineman shuffle and see, you know, because that's well, gonna we, change we, dynamics the next what's year. What's the what's the one thing we said from a fantasy or NFL perspective is like if the Bengals get an offensive line together, just just watch out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Maybe, maybe their GMs like listening to our show. Like, you know what? Yeah, I think we do need a lot of it. Let's not I get mean, our our franchise quarterback uh, killed and have his leg amputated again. So <laughs> I won't spend too much time on it, but I'll just say, watch out. They've got too many freaking weapons. If they get an offensive line going, yeah. Good agree. luck. Good luck stopping them. Agree. Um, all right, so now we'll get on to the wide receivers. Oh, we got one more, man. They oh, can't forget your your favorite. Oh, <laughs> your favorite guy. We left one out. We did. We got the oh. huge, big, huge signing of Marcus Mariota. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, <laughs> but I I think the question there is for the listeners is is Mary Mariota going to be a day one starter or not, or do you think they still go after a QB in in the draft? If they draft Willis, I'll bet you that Willis, he doesn't start. Mariota might be the starter, but I bet you Willis is starting by week four. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if, I mean, I don't trust Mariota. I, I can't stand Mariota. So, like, <laughs> yeah. can we just move on to wide receivers? I can't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll say one note. I'll say one note. I mean, he does reunite with um, with what's his name, Ar- Arthur Smith, right? He's yeah, yeah. In the Atlanta now, so I mean, he does reunite with the guy who kind of brought him into the league uh, under his system a little bit. So there might be a little bit of you know connection there. Where yeah, if they do draft a QB, that he's gonna kind of go with with his guy of the past. I would I would guess, but yeah, I mean, if the going gets rough and that that team is such a rebuilding team i think right now in atlanta um yeah they may throw in you know i you may look to the first time Mariota has like a wrist sprain you know that normal quarterbacks could like play through they would probably throw in their backup you know rookie qb to try him out that's that's my take there <laughs> yeah if i'm if i'm kyle pitts i'm i'm pissed off <laughs> yeah like there's just like no hope in atlanta they got no defense. They now oh, don't geez. have a. They have <laughs> no. They have. They have no franchise quarterback. <laughs> and maybe he'll. Maybe he'll get a sponsorship with your. Uh, your yeah. uh, switch cheese. <laughs> I mean, Cordrell <laughs> Patterson is their biggest signing right now. Yeah, agree. 
if Quadrell Patterson is your biggest signing, there's, I mean, Darren, that screams rebuild. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I, I guess we'll get on to wideouts here. So, man, you want to talk about backing up the Brinks truck, Aaron Brown? Like, backing up the Brinks truck, show me the money. How about your boy, Christian Kirk? Woo. Yeah, man, Jags forking over some uh, big time, big time dollars for a guy that's shown flashes. I mean, I think it's shown that Kirk is a good wide receiver that has potential. But man, like they went all in on him and talk about gamble. I mean, I think you know trying to turn into a one over there after losing Chark. Uh, I mean, I, I alluded to it last year. I, I kind of am not a huge fan of Chenault. <laughs> so it's like, it's got to be the Kirk show. Um, so here's a question. He had 77 receptions. And when we talk to these wide receivers, I think, you know, this is going to be a fun one where let's just talk volume where like, let's just talk about how many catches they, or how many receptions they caught, you know, what their overall ranking was, because, you know, we've talked about it before that like being touchdown dependent is not good so if you kind of imagine the touchdown ratio as like a as an extra or like you know add on to what you're getting with the player I think that's kind of the way to go in my opinion when I look at wide receivers I like really looking at receptions so I don't know your take on that 77 receptions I think that's up I think he goes up from there going from like being the number three to the number one with the Jags and Number 26 overall, I say he could climb up the charts there too. So, I mean, big signing. Do I think he? Do I think he's like a top wide receiver in the league next year? No. I mean, maybe he goes from 26 to maybe like 18. That was like Pittman of last year, right? So, that's my take. I think he goes I – I think he does, um, you know, improve, but I don't think he's like a top wide receiver. All right. I'm uh I'm you know what? I'm I'm buying the Kirk Christian Kirk show. I'm buying it. I'm buying it all. I'm gonna say right now he has 110 receptions, over a thousand yards, and eight touchdowns. Ooh, that's a good year. I'm saying he becomes a top fifteen top fifteen producing fantasy wide receiver next year. Okay. So yeah, that that's kind of I was kind of running those numbers as you're saying. Quick, that's about yeah, top fifteen. I said eighteen. So, um, all right. So yeah, you're I'm going you're a little bit ahead of you. In, buying in. I, for sure. Well, here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. Is Jacksonville's defense scaring anybody? Yeah, nah. Well, they scared the Bills and some teams last year, but no, overall, no. <laughs> Like so, we're talking like we're talking fantasy though, right? We're not talking, we're not talking uh, real football. That's true, right? So we're talking, so we're talking how the guy's going to perform statistically, right? Right. I'm, I'm going to say this: that Kirk is going to have a top fifteen year, but as an owner, you're not going to be happy at him as your number one wideout in fantasy. Okay, that makes sense. So you probably if want that- him as your number two. Yeah, you I think, think he has a top 15 year. Yeah, okay. because I think Jacksonville's always playing from behind. He's going to get a lot of garbage points. He, it's gonna, it's kind of like the Brandon Cooks thing, right? right. Where Cooks never gets the respect of a, as a wide receiver one, but he always puts up numbers that are comparable to wide receiver ones. But it, if Cooks was your number one wideout in fantasy, you're not happy. Yeah. I think that's what you're going to get out of Kirk. Like to the T. He's going to get tons of garbage looks. He's going to get tons of garbage points. Jacksonville's going to be playing from behind. He's going to have a big year. At the end of the day, though, it's not going to be the week in and week out that you get out of Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, guys like that. Right. No, that makes sense. He, he won't have the ridiculous weeks, but he'll have some really good weeks, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. I like it. A little, little more than me, but I like, I like, uh, I like taking gambles or I like, I like the takes. So I'm not going to argue with you too much. All right. So, so now my number two, uh, this guy, I mean, geez, can we say there's anyone, there's no place to go up? There's no other place but to go up. 
right? <laughs> I mean, right. Allen Robinson, who I'm not a fan of, I haven't been for the last couple of years. He went to the Rams. Uh, um, from the Bears, right? Like, that's like going from like a high school football team to playing in the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> yeah. As far as what do you have? Thirty-eight catches last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thirty-eight. <laughs> I'm gonna say he's gonna go well past that uh, in the Rams, even though. Um, Cooper Cup is still the number, the man over there. Uh, I think that you can get top 20, top 25 production on Allen Robinson. Yeah. Because that's kind of what Robert, Robert Woods has always done. So mm-hmm. you slide, you slide Allen Robinson in that spot. He's probably going to put up comparable numbers to Robert Woods. So I like Allen Robinson, the Rams, another one of those guys where if he's your number one wide out, you're not happy. If he's your number two or your number three on your fantasy team, you're probably pretty stoked. You know, if Allen Robinson was my third wide out in my dynasty team, I'd probably be pretty happy about it. I agree. I agree. I mean, I think if you had him last year and in some of my takes last year, I just, you're hoping for Allen Robinson. You're probably like so overhearing his name and you don't want to bring him up. We argued about him a couple times last year. You, you wound up on top because you were an owner of them. Like you saw what they were doing over there in Chicago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think like, yeah, he's in a, I can't think of a better position signing. He could have went to like, we, I think we were talking a lot about a lot of teams, like could have used them like the saints, the chiefs, you know, different, different teams. But like him with the Rams, I think is a perfect landing spike. It cannot be a better landing spot for him to kind of rejuvenate his career. And he could immediately go back to, I would say, like Mike Williams' numbers of last year. We're talking about comps. I can easily easily see him with the lower receptions of Mike. Here's Mike Williams' stats. Like, here, here's this is what I'm thinking in my head 76 catches, 1,100 yards, uh, nine touchdowns. I think that can very well happen with the Rams, Allen Robinson next year. Yeah, yeah. I can say this. Just take Robert Woods' numbers over the past three years and just apply, <laughs> apply him to Allen Robinson. That's probably what you're going to get. He's going to be a top 20, top 15, top 18. He's going to be in that ballpark. That's like that's where he's going to be. That's, that's kind of where Robert Woods has been. You know, He's going to slide right into that spot. And he'll 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 put up some good games. That it's he's like there is not a better scenario. Like there is not a better scenario than leaving Chicago. Oh yeah, for sure. Here's a funny one. We weren't gonna bring him up, but maybe we bring it in, in the Allen Robinson conversation. Who has a better year, Allen Robinson or Robert Woods with uh, Tennessee? Oof. Um. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that Allen Robinson has a better year only because Mike Vrabel is about as old school as they come when we when we talk coaches. Like he believes in play defense, run the football, pass if you have to. So right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Allen Robinson. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. He's younger. I like his. I like what we used to see from him. I think I think it's the perfect spark um you know we saw that with odell like you know these these guys can kind of rejuvenate when they go to these super bowl contender contending teams everybody gets amped up about them so um yeah i agree with you i think Allen robinson has the better year yeah i just think it's a better scenario i just think it's like yeah you know. and scenario yeah he fits like i said he's a match made in heaven i think I mean, anyone, he was probably thinking retirement if he was going to be stuck with the Bears. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I mean, is it, is it not a worse offense, like from a fantasy perspective? I don't think I, I don't think I own a single beer on any fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, all. It makes me wonder how the heck it's so funny how David Montgomery ended up like RB two, two years ago. And he still like ends up like, top running backs over here it's because he gets so many garbage things 
where it's just like, or he, he'll have a, he'll have like three to four weeks in a row where he gets you like nothing. And then you get you like a huge game. So like when you average it out for the year, it's a good year, but like he probably makes you mad week to week, you know, in fantasy. So yeah, I mean, I think that's also Matt Nagy. I think bears fans didn't like Maggie or Matt Nagy. Um, I didn't like him when he was with the chiefs. It's funny. He's now our, QB specialist with uh with the Chiefs now, so we'll definitely see see what happens there. Um, but yeah, um, I think I mean I think it's a chance for the Bears to kind of redo some things. I think I think they definitely need to like flip that playbook around and you know or like you say a, a lot like take the playbook, roll it up in a ball, and throw it in the trash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I the Bears are just. Horrible. They just, from a fantasy perspective, they just. Bleh. I think yeah. we have one. We don't, do we have a beer in our, our dynasty team? A collective dynasty team. Do we have a beer? I don't think we do. Wait, no. Didn't Cole commit? Did we get rid of him, or do we still? Uh, have we, him? we 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 don't have him now. Oh, we used to. Yes. We used to. Yeah. <laughs> so we we got the last of the dead weight off our team. <laughs> Pretty Chicago much. Yeah. All right. So. We'll move on from Allen Robinson. Clearly, a better situation. Okay, we'll go Russell Gage here. Um, Tampa Bay Bucks. He had sixty-six catches last year. He was wide receiver thirty-eight. This one's kind of a tricky one. Here's the reason why. He could kind of fit in that number three role, and in that offense was like Antonio Brown. So, right. So, like, he could have a productive year. I'm not sure. I mean, the 66 receptions, he might be, like, right on that same level. He might be somewhere in that range, 60 to 70 catches. Um, But you never, you never know with the Bucs. You know, if Tom Brady decides he wants to hang 50 on you, <laughs> guess what? Guess what he's going to go out and do? I yeah. mean – <laughs> or if you got that contract incentive and you need five more receptions, you better <laughs> he'll get you five receptions and with the game. <laughs> did you see the did you see that audio? Did you see that with the Gronk? Oh yeah. <laughs> that was, was awesome. Going, yeah, oh yeah. That was that awesome. Was funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder what kind of incentives he got. Um I kind of agree with you. I think the sixty six is about similar to what he could get as a number three in, in Tampa. Um, I think my overall opinion dynasty wise is I look at him more in our, you know, what we talk week to week in the season is I like him at some points as a, like a daily fantasy player. Like you may want to throw Russell Gage in as a pick six at times if they're playing like the saints. Right. So like if Lattimore is up against Evans or Godwin, like you might want to sprinkle in gauge in a lineup, right. That can kind of blow, blow up. You know, you know, take advantage on that three spot. So maybe look for the weeks that, you know, Tampa Bay is going up against a really good cornerback that may possibly or like the Rams, right? Like the, you might have against Rams or whether Mike Evans or Godwin or something like I look at him maybe more on daily fantasy than our dynasty. Now, I think he take a hit. I think he definitely takes a hit dynasty wise. I agree. I like him as a cheap play. For DraftKings daily, um, I don't necessarily like him as a dynasty option. Um, he's just going to be too inconsistent. So uh, if you get him cheap enough in your dailies, then I think it's a good play. I agree with you 100%. You, you basically nailed it right on the head, Aaron Brown. Um, so one thing before we get into this last guy, I did want to mention when we were talking Watson, what do you think happens with um, – what do you think happens with Cooper's with Amari Cooper in Cleveland now that Watson's there? Um, I like it. I mean, you got he's your red zone threat now, and then they dropped Hooper, so then they're down to Najoku Cooper. Um, you don't know what's going on with Drivers Landry. I think they did not re-sign him. He's a free agent still. <laughs> My boy Will Fuller, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, I think 
either way, he's the undoubtedly number one receiver, and he's got a lot of juice left in the tank. I think Watson's going to have a lot of fun throwing to him for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Cooper, I think his value goes up because I think if you had him last year, you know, you didn't know what to think, you know, which wide receiver in Dallas was going to have a good week. What, was it going to be Cooper? Was it going to be Lamb? Was it going to – was Gallup going to steal a touchdown away from you? So I think I, I would love to have Cooper, honestly. Like I would actually trade for Cooper. I'd make a play for him. Yeah, I kind of think um, we may see the Amari Cooper that got traded, right? Was it traded to Dallas? True. Like, I think oh, so. Yeah, he was traded to Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah from yeah. the Raiders, and then and that again. was right after the big year he had with the Raiders, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think we may see that Amari Cooper because, to your point, there's no doubt he's the number one in Cleveland, right? So like, games on the line, close game. They need third and four, third and five, third and six. They're calling one guy's number, right? So, like, I uh, I agree. I think we could get back to the Amari Cooper that is in that top upper echelon uh, wide receiver for sure. Yep. You know, like, I, I actually I, – I wanted to mention because I know we talked Cooper a couple weeks ago, right, when he when he when the news came that he went to Cleveland. Yeah, but, but not with Watson. Not with Watson. Remember I had said right. I don't like Cooper – until I know for sure who the quarterback is. Now that I know for sure who the quarterback is, I can agree that I think Cooper's stock is going up. Yep. Yep. Agree. Agree. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be afraid to make a big play for him. All right. So last, but, but not least, um, I suppose we have to, <laughs> I suppose we have to talk about Kansas city chiefs. Like this is, this is guys, people who are listening. Let me tell you how crazy Aaron Brown is as a <laughs> as a Chiefs fan. I was on the phone with him, mind you. Uh, he was driving, probably. We'll say he was parked. We'll say he was parked. This guy was parked. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I hear him go woohoo, like a, a real loud woo. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? I thought he hit on a scratch ticket or something. <laughs> He's like, Juju to the Chiefs. So Aaron Brown, I think I know I think I know where your head's at with Juju. Why don't you lay it on us as a Chiefs fan <laughs> and try to be uh try to be as objective as possible. Yeah. From no, a dynasty uh, fantasy perspective, what's your take on Juju? All right. So dynasty fantasy perspective. Um I think it's going to be intriguing. Like, I think um, you're going to get – I think he's going to be more consistent than Sammy Watkins was. I think um, for a – you know, the, the actual football aspect, he's going to help the Chiefs win games, right? But then for fantasy, you want to know when. Um, I think by having Hill, Kelsey, and Juju, I think it's entirely – um, you know, in the reins of all three of them having a thousand yard season uh, seasons. I think, I think they can definitely do it. Or maybe one of them might get 800 yards. Um, if Juju doesn't get the yardage, I think he gets the touchdowns, right? Like I think the, I mean, the chiefs are not going to go down in points per game with it. Um, they're definitely going to be over that 30 point per game. Like we talked about that division's getting more competitive. It's, it's the one time, the one scenario where, like, a situation like uh, the Cowboys, where you have, like, Cooper, um, Lamb, Gallup, and them, where it's like, oh, who, who are you going to play? I think um, I think you're going to get good PPR with Juju. Um, and he can get – he's a red zone threat. Like, he's what the Chiefs needed from the red zone. So he's going to – him and Kelsey are going to be a bigger red zone threat than Kelsey and Hill, I think, at times, too. So – I think he's a good play dynasty wise too. You got to think about that. Although Kelsey is such a good tight end, he's also getting older too. So if you're one that holds on to Juju and he, you know, the, the chiefs um, hold on to him as well. Um, he may turn into even, you know, a better dynasty asset, right? Like as 
Kelsey's volume goes down, Juju's volume could go up too. But that does definitely depend on this year. They got to have a huge year, which I think they can do. They don't have a huge year, then he's back to being Juju next year where it's like, then where's he going to go? Right? So I said a lot. Um, I think he's over 60. What, what He was like on pace to, for like four receptions a game or something like that. So I think he's definitely over what – you know what he was trending last year, even though he didn't play a whole lot of games. Um, I think he gets a lot of looks still. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the PPR, I like the red zone threat. Um, so yeah, I like it. I like him. Okay, so a lot. There's a lot there. Um, I kind of you you kind of took the words right out of my mouth. So here's here's my take on it. I think Juju doesn't hurt Tariq Hill's stock. I think Juju hurts Travis Kelsey's stock. Um, because I think Tariq Hill's going to do what Tariq Hill does. He's going to have days where he burns you for 200 yards and three touchdowns. And he's going to have days where he catches three balls. That's just... I mean, it, that's Tyreek Hill. It, it is what it is at this point with Tyreek Hill, right? But I think to your point, Juju is a red zone threat. He is more of your – can be more of your target, every down target guy. So I, I think inevitably that will hurt Travis Kelsey's stock. They could all be three 1,000-yard receivers. I'm not I, I'm not debating that. Um, I'm just curious to see how they use them. Right. Yeah. I I think and I and I think undoubtedly um they're in a this this is segue imperfectly, by the way. So and I know this episode's going a little long, but I think we gotta get this last part in too. Uh undoubtedly he's gonna be in a division where they're gonna be in shootouts. Yep. I mean, did Devontae Adams not just go to the Raiders? <laughs> right. I mean Russell Wilson, is he not in the Denver Broncos? <laughs> Correct uh, again. Yeah, I mean, so hey, you got Herbert. <laughs> and you got Herbert in on the on on the charges. So like Juju's in a perfect spot for scoring points uh in, in fantasy. They're gonna be the Chiefs are gonna be in shootouts. The Chiefs are not a defensive juggernaut. They've always been a defense that will make plays when they need to, but they're not always, they're not going to be a defense of the ilk of I'm going to shut you down. You're not going to score points. You know what I mean? They need like 10 games under the belt before they know how to play defense. (laughs) Yeah. And even at that point, they still, you know, they, they still are going to allow plays. That's just the, that's kind of in their DNA. And it's the NFL. You got to, you got to sacrifice somewhere to have uh, all-star players in other spots, right? Agree. So I like Juju. I think he's in a good spot. But, I mean, what about your boy Devontae Adams reuniting with his college buddy? Yeah, I mean, that's that's big too. I mean, I think – here's a funny – like, if you're comparing them against each other, um, I think I still like – the trio of Hill, Kelsey, Juju over Adams, Waller, Renfro. Um, but to your point, Adams probably steals more targets out of probably any of those guys. So he's probably the target hog. Uh, Waller, I think Waller stays pretty steady. I think Waller um, is going to continue to be in Waller. Um, I mean, it's it's a very similar thing, but I, I would be more comfortable. I mean, if you're looking at the three, I'd be more comfortable having Juju than Renfro, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, Adams is going to still have a big year because they're probably the weakest in the division. Like some people are a little scared of Adams just because like he's going away from Rodgers. But like it's still like by default who he got to throw to, it's going to be Devontae Adams and in shootouts and being the weakest in the division or supposedly the weakest in the division, like Adams is still going to get his target share. So he's still in a top tier position in my, you know, my opinion. 
Yeah, no, what's his name said it best, Keyshawn Johnson. Because they were talking about that whole take about Adams is no not gonna be a Rogers anymore. And and then Keyshawn Johnson goes, Did, did what at, Devontae Adams wake up and not know how to play wide receiver today? <laughs> like which he goes, you're talking about a guy who has arguably the best footwork footwork in the NFL. Like he goes, arguably the best footwork in the NFL. You watch the guy run routes. It's like perfect, right? He already has a rapport. Yes, it was a long time ago, but he played with Carr. So it's not like he's going to a complete stranger, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think the one thing when we can wrap this whole thing in a ball is of Juju and Adams, I kind of think you'll get what you expect out of Juju and you'll get what you expect out of Adams. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with what Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton end up doing now that they got Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Those are wide receivers that you're like not putting in that category, but yeah, Russell will elevate them for sure. Yeah. And I think that's going to like, it's going to be exciting from a fantasy perspective in the AFC West. <laughs> it's going to be some points being scored. That is it's yeah. going to be fun. So I would say, yeah, here's a funny thing. I know we keep, you know, I'm, more ideas are coming to my head, but like, and you'll probably be interested in hearing this too, because I know you got, you got Russell now, right? Um, or no, you just, I you traded, just him. traded him. You traded him. Right. Yeah. All right. So for Russell owners out there, um, I would be his, I would rather have Russell by himself than to stack him opposed to having Carr or Mahomes and stacking them with Adams or Hill or Juju or somebody like that. So if you got one of those QBs, that's more it's like, I don't know what type of consistent volume between Sutton and Judy. Like, you'll probably like their numbers, but we've talked about this before. Like, if they're your, like, flex plays or something like that or your wide receiver two maybe, but um, I'd be a little hesitant stacking those guys. I usually like, like, the alpha – the alpha wide receivers to stack with. Um, but that's, you know, that's just my opinion there. A little, little two cents I got with that. I like stacking Albert O with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that can, that can work too. I mean that out of all those guys, yeah, maybe stack Albert O, but uh, I'd be a little hesitant stacking the Denver trio. Cause we don't know who's going to come out on top. And when they do, I don't know if they're as dominant as those guys we're talking about in the, the other AFC West teams. I, I think they're going to have different heroes week to week. So it's only a take that I don't, you know, it's it's debatable, but it's it's still just a take of mine that I don't think they're going to have a week to week stud. Well, yeah, here's a, here's the reason, and I I won't disagree with you, but I'm I kind of will. Here's the reason. I think that Judy and Sutton have all the makings of being that stud and Adams or a Tyreek. They just never had the quarterback. Yeah. I think, I really think you're going to see what Judy and Sutton are made of now that they have Russell Wilson. Yeah. No, that's that's what I think. That's true. I think you will. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not hating on him for sure. I'm just saying fantasy strategy wise. I personally wouldn't stack, but um, maybe in like DraftKings, yeah, I would not be. Ha- I would, I want to be against throwing Sutton and Judy in the same lineup if I like the matchup that week, you know, or if it's yeah. against the Chiefs or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it all depends, you know. I'm sure we'll cover it then, but um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, it's definitely will be one of the most exciting divisions in, in football to watch for sure. Yep, I agree. Uh, We'll wrap it up. Any hot takes, Aaron Brown? You got any hot takes? Ooh, hot takes. Man, 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 man. Um, is it is it too corny to say that before the next show, Will Fuller will be a Brown? <laughs> uh, no, I mean you can you can throw it out there. He could right. be. He could be it. a Brown. I'll do it to my. I gotta. We said we like changing the universe, so let me speak it into the speak it into existence. All right, so Will Fuller is going to be a Brown before the next show. Yep, I'm going to say Will Fuller is going to get hurt before the NFL season starts. <laughs> okay, that's good. 
a good one. That's what Will Fuller does. <laughs> yeah, that's how he. That's how he does. Yeah. The one year he doesn't. The one year he's not hurt, he got popped for juice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next week, real quick, we'll we'll do our usual MMA, but we're gonna get into the running back situation in the NFL and dynasty and fantasy. So tune in, check us out on Spotify, Apple, uh, DraftKings. Uh, check us out on uh, DraftKings uh, under follow me too on Downtown Brown. I, I believe you can find me Downtown Brown uh, DraftKings. I, I I like uh, throwing out my bets on there too. Kind of a new social we haven't brought up, but um. Your DraftKings uh, player, follow me there. Yeah, we're trying to get that DraftKings affiliation. Let's get it going. Yes. All right. Peace.